What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, blues people? Welcome to another edition of the African American Folklorist brought to you by Jack Dapper Blues Heritage Preservation Foundation. As per usual, I have a very special guest. I always say that, but all my guests are special. But this one for me is very, very... Man, it touches close to home. I'm not from the Gullah Island. I'm from the, the Mississippi, Louisiana area, the, the, the Choctaw Creek Nation area. However, my wife and a couple of very close friends, their lineage goes back to this land. So, and when I say this land, what do I mean? Ha, we're going to get to that. You've seen me speak and write about Char- Charlotte Fortin Gremke and, and, and the different things that, that came out of this nation, this land, and these people. So I am honored to have the elder Carly Town on the show with me, who is the Minister of Information for the Gullah Geechee Nation. Elder, how are you? I'm excellent. Excellent. I'm so happy to be here this morning. Well, it's afternoon right now. It's okay. It's morning where I'm at. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it works out. Yeah, so, you know, let's jump right into it. I want to, before we get into the full nation and, and, and the, the ideolo- ideology, the concept and the traditions and everything, I always like to ask my guests, their story and journey. Did you always know you were were of the Gullah Geechee heritage? I, I knew it was innate. It was inside of me. And I really didn't hear a lot about it when I was coming up at first. But then I always was very fascinated with Africa from a little girl. I always would tie my hair. I mean, I always thought my people was so special because when I would go to the market with my daddy downtown in Charleston, we would pass through the market and the, all the sweetgrass people would be there. And they would be saying, hey, Thomas, hey, Thomas, how you doing? And I would say to myself, wow, they sound different. But I didn't realize that I sound similar the same way. So they would say to him, Thomas, what are you doing down here? Um, you don't get your eggs and things. And I would be saying, oh, wow, who are these people? And I didn't realize that those people were actually me. So from that time, I became so fascinated that I wanted to know more about my heritage. So when I went to college, I was told that I was a special person because I came from Charleston and I didn't understand that. He said, yeah, you came from kings and queens. And I didn't realize I didn't understand what he was saying because I'd never heard that before. And from that point on, I still began to investigate even more. So I started traveling and then I found that I, you know, everywhere I went where there was people that I I just felt so connected to. So at first I went to Jamaica and I felt so connected to them. And then I was like, wow, they sound like us. And then after that, I was just like, I have got to find ways that I can tell people about what we have here. So I started looking into um, my community and asking the elders and, and talking to the elders. And then all of a sudden I said, you know, maybe I need to investigate more. So I started to to research. And when I found out that the Gullah people, 
you know, who that I was actually Gullah too, and that we, you know, we came from Africa, uh, West Africa, and some of Central Africa. I was amazed because I hadn't been told that. Because when we went to, when we, when people, when we spoke, people would say that we were country or we um, spoke broken language. We eat a lot of rice. So that kind of made people, most people shy away from the Gullah culture. But Mm. me, like I said, it was my ancestors. So it was a part of me. There was nothing that my mom could do because my mom went to Catholic school. So of course she didn't speak a lot of Gullah, but she did speak Geechee because that's almost, you know, part of the Gullah language, the creolization of the Gullah language. So the more she when she was going to Catholic school, then she had to learn how to speak more like the English people spoke. So um, that's I'm part sorry. of my journey. I'm uh-huh. sorry, Elder. I, I, please forgive me. But you said something that really yeah. raised. Well, you said quite a few things that raised some. I want to ask you about. I wrote one down. But this one, okay. I think I want to talk about first, because I find in a lot of traditions and and, and cultures of the diaspora, Uh there's a group of us, for whatever reason, um, do not want to attach to it. So you said that a lot of people thought away based on the language. They didn't want to connect to it. What? But you understood your calling. How were you... um, were you received with any pushback by by those particular brothers and sisters? How did that what what was that like? Well, it was almost like people just they kind of ignored it. They didn't allow people to know. Like if you were from the islands, people would say, um, um, I'm from they wouldn't say I'm Gullah. They'd say I'm I'm from the island. I'm from Charleston. You know, they never wanted to put a name on what they were, who they were. So it was a lot of pushback because we were told that it was a negative thing that, you know, like I said earlier, that we all we did was eat rice and all we did is, you know, we we didn't have a language. But as I have grown and matured, I found out that Gullah is a language. It is a language. It has a syntax and everything. And like I said earlier, Geechee is a creolization of the language, adding more English word. So that was part of it. There was a lot of pushback up until Maybe 2000, I, people didn't identify with Gullah Geechee. But mm-hmm. now, since we started the Gullah Geechee Nation, you know, because we were a nation before we came here. So when we installed Queen Quetus, the first chiefess of the Gullah Geechee Nation, a lot more people became more aware because she did a lot of educating her and the elders of the Gullah Geechee Nation. And also I had a TV show called Collie Town Gullah Geechee TV Show. And we would show, we would go in the homes, we would come in my house and bring people from the community and talk about this culture. So people started to realize, they started to have a pride. They started to feel good about it because they started to hear that it was a language, that you do have a culture and your culture has has the highest retention of African tradition in America. Mm. So with that, uh, people and now people are really, you know, really moving forward toward more um, acceptance of the Gullah Geechee culture. You know, and I don't want to harbor on the the non-acceptance, but I, again, I find that out the roots to most of our existence, um, the separation is not just uh, 
external, right? But I right. guess a way of adapting right. internally. So I, I guess I, right. besides the rice and the language and the other um, uh, 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 negative connotations, what would you think was the main component of the separation? Was it assimilation? Was it survival? Well, I think it's both assimilation and, and survival because, you know, in order to, I worked for the telephone company, in order for me to get a job there, I had to really assimilate. I had to leave my language at home, you see? So I had to code switch. So when I was around my peers who worked there also, then I was able to speak my Gullah, my Geechee. But um, it was assimilation and survive because, you know, you couldn't just, I, I was, raised up in the 60s and you just couldn't go to one of these corporate Amer to corporate America and say, I don't, you know, I want a job. You really had to be able to assimilate. So in order to make it through this corporate world, we had to become somebody else. But, you know, like I said, we were very good at code switching. That is right. <laughs> yes, so now, yes, yes. You mentioned the language a lot. Is the language and the vernacular a key component to the heritage and tradition of Geechee Gullah? Gullah Geechee, excuse me. Uh-huh. Run that question by me again, please. The the, the language, is, is is that a main component to the tradition yes. and heritage? Yes, that's part of it. We, like I said, we um we have been able to retain that through um, you know, it's an oral tradition. So a lot of it hadn't been written down. Um, so it's been passed down from generation to generation. And if you come to the Gullah Geechee Nation, say you get on a, on a uh, city bus, you wouldn't know whether you in Jamaica or Africa because the language and the tones are so very similar. Uh, you know, remember earlier I said there were so many things I wanted to ask you after your first comment, I had to write something down. You, yeah. Now I know that you do media. That was a perfect segue because one of the things I wanted to ask you about was the connection in vernacular to the West Indies, because it's funny when I was growing up, um, being considered or classified as an African-American or black American, we, we, we were not always, treated well they, they barked on us pretty much uh our west indian and caribbean brothers and sisters not all <laughs> but having a, a, a direct roots to the south i never understood where the disconnect was because the language the vernacular and the phrasing of words were identical and when you go down there it like you just said it looks exactly the same this is a little bit out of the stretch of what I would like to talk to you about, about your, your culture and, and nation. But I, I would like to ask you, um, what is this or, or what is the driving force between the separations of the diasporas? Why, why do we why are we at odds for the most part? Maybe not still now, more so before. What, what, what do you think that is? I think it's lack of education of who we are, because a lot of people don't realize that we all came from the same roots. And like Queen Quinn has a, a, a phrase she used, you must take care of the root for heal a tree. 
So they're part, we are all part of the same tree. In the Gullah Geechee flag, you will see a tree and that tree has branches going all out and those branches are going to Africa. It's going to Barbados, it's going to Jamaica, you see? So I think now it's a spiritual thing. I think now the, the spirit of our ancestors have awakened a lot more people. And so more people are now understanding the connection, you see? I, I just came back from Africa, I think it was about three, about a month now, and I was in Tanzania. And I was saying to myself, I always wanted to go to West Africa because that's where uh, most of the Gullah Geechis came from, from Senegambia all the way down to Angola. And, you know, so I was wanting to go there, but the ancestors and God sent me to Tanzania. And when I got there, I saw so many other similarities, even though they were in East Africa. You see the warmness of the people, you know, the, the, the communal living, all of that. So we have, we are Africans, you know, so we, we all have some of that DNA in us. So we will always be and do things African, you know, the African way, you know, with us, without us even knowing it. Like I said, when I was young, I didn't realize that I was so African that all my family said, oh, she the African one. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, you, we're going to jump around here a bit. The, the Gullah Geechee Nation, uh-huh. when was that and why was that established, right? So before it wasn't, was it not necessarily considered a nation, but just a culture? And then you guys came together and made it official. Walk us through that, please. Yes. um, The Gullah Geechee Nation goes from Cape Fair, North North Carolina, all the way down to St. Augustine, Florida, 30 to 30 miles inland, including all the sea islands. So we knew that we had these cultural things that we had kept, but we needed somebody to actually go out there and let people know that we know, and we wanted to stand on our rights to self-determination. So the Gullah Geechee Nation was built around self-determination, that we knew who we were and that we were going to honor our ancestors. So basically that's what brought it there. The ancestors, you know, are, are very important in all of this because we are honoring them. We are honoring our culture. We are saying, you know, no, you can't tell me who I am. I know who I am. So we, you know, so we had to find a way. Queen Quet was already doing the work. So actually the, the other, the elders and the representatives, we just gave her a hand. You see what I'm saying? She was the head. She was already doing the work. Travel. I was doing some of the work. So we all came together and realized that we needed to do you know, to make sure that we made this official. So in 2000, we installed Queen Quet as the first queen mother of the Gullah Geechee Nation. You know, like a brother brother that is one of the representatives, he always say, this is a spiritual thing. This is a spiritual thing. (laughs) That's right. So walk us through the actual... You already uh, you you already expressed to us the language and the vernacular, right? What what are some of the 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 behaviors, traditions, and things that constitutes one to be of Gullah Geechee? What is that about? What is that like? Okay, actually, like I said, it's we're more communal, so we 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 family are very live very close together. 
Okay, we still have our fishing and farming traditions. We we still um we we actually like I said we still speak the language and we also it's we don't we have Gullah Geechis who are Christians and Gullah Geechis who are Muslims. So we don't separate that. It's all one big pot. It's all one big family. So a lot of things that we do are still similar to what they do in Africa as far as communal. So everything is we look out for each other. You know, we 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 actually decided that this is the way we were brought here and this is the way that we would be able to move forward. So some of the things that we do, and we still eat red rice and fish, just like in Africa. You know, they call it loaf in Africa. We call it red rice. You know, we still eat okra. You know, it's a seaport. We're in a seaport. We're on the coast. So we eat a lot of fish. Any day on Friday, you're going to find some fish up in, in the Gullah Geechee Nation, <laughs> some fish and red rice, you know? Yes. So where, where did the where, where did the name come from? Is it based on the re- the location? Where did the name come from? What Gullah. name, Gullah? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Gullah came from the Gullah people of West Africa, okay? And then Geechee came from the Kizzy people. So, you, you know, we decided that we were, they, some people separate Gullah and some people say Geechee, but it's all one people, you see? Because Gullah is the culture, the land, the people, and the language. Geechee is creolization of the language, but all together it's all the same people, you see? So it's all the same people. So Gola came from West Africa. Kizzy came from West Africa. And that's what Gola means, Gola. Now, in, in, in the part of the history where, where slavery was rampant and then it was uh, allegedly eradicated, right? And then this, this space of the Gullah Geechee people become free. Do you guys um, speak about that? Honor that? Is that? Does that have anything to do with the uh, your history lessons or cultural presentations? Yeah, definitely. Queen Quet does a lot of presentations. She travels all around the world. Matter of fact, she's been to fifty states to talk mm-hmm. about you know the Gullah Geechee people. So yes, we do have those in our presentation. Matter of fact, a lot of our things that we do to educate people is done through edutainment. See, I'm a poet, so I do it with poetry. Um, we do it with plays. We just we do a lot of edutainment. So a lot of that is done that way. And yes, we recognize, you know, um, that period. And we still have things that we do. We have a young man that has a, um, it's called, a, I, I can't name it right now, but Dr. Brother Nazar, he has a redemptive slave museum. So he is actually making sure of resistance, a museum of resistance. And so he's making sure that everybody know that we did resist. You know, in 1739, you know, you had Cato, you know, he decided that he was tired of his brothers and sisters being enslaved. And then again, in 1822, you had Denmar Bessie who said the same thing, so. And these are the Gullah Wars, correct? Yeah, the Gullah Wars. And and my, our mentor, Dr. Yusef Klai actually wrote the book on the Gullah Wars. He wrote a book on the Gullah Wars, yes. And he was actually very um, instrumental in helping us to move forward as a nation because he, you know, he did a lot of things to help us with uh, legal work. Right. So, Dr. Yusef Klai. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh Uh-huh. 
if, if my memory serves me correctly, the Seminole Indians took part in that war and you guys were side by side, correct? Right, and, right. And Seminoles are, are, for lack of a better term, black Indians, correct? Exactly, exactly. So You're uh, absolutely right. So is there a relation between the, the Gullah Geechee and the black Indian nation? Yes, there is a relationship because, you know, those are the Seminoles and those are the Maroons. You know, the Maroons went with, uh, with and they went to, uh, they went to the Bahamas. And we, as a Gullah Geechee Nation, traveled to the Bahamas to meet the Maroons. And then they went to uh, Trinidad, you know. Right. They went to Canada first and then they went to Trinidad. And they are called the Americans in Trinidad. Mm. Wow. Yes. Wow. So so let's let's spin it back to you personally, Elder. Cole. Okay. <laughs> because the 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 title Minister of Information, which I understand now I see why you have that, but that's a that's a very responsible title. Right? That you you're the Levite of the Gullah Geechee Nation, so to speak, right? Yes. Um at what part? So when when did when did you step into this role, or did it kind of just materialize? Because from what you explained to us earlier, that you you kind of jumped feet first to understand everything. Yeah, you know, again, like I say it's a spiritual thing. And um, when Queen Quet was in stool, then we had to set up these different positions so people can help. You know, so I wasn't. You know, I was actually made Minister of Information at that time. So. Um, and and I, I'm the one that likes to talk a lot. <laughs> um, it may not seem that way, but I do. So I was the one that was chosen by the people to do this work. Um, and it's it's been very enlightening. Um, like I said, I had the TV show early on before, you know, so I was already doing some of the work already. And, so you know, I it's like and it's like. You know, um, how you some in Africa, they named some of their children by their traits and how they. So that's kind of like what things happen here. We kind of almost go by a lot of our African tradition, you know. Right. So so with that being said, what are some of the uh, besides the 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 programmings, the the plays and poetry? What are some of the. Uh, functions that you do to to make sure this information comes out well i do my best i you know like we have facebook now and i try to stay on there and make sure i educate people i travel with queen quet we've traveled all around to england to all over to in the states and stuff and talking about uh our culture and making sure um that we know that we are Gullah Geechee anointed people. I work closely in the communities, um, especially here in Charleston. I have um, uh, different programs that I, I, you know, I try to empower young people. Matter of fact, I tell my young people this, Yena Charon, when about where Yena secret be? Yena rich with the Gullah Geechee. If people think Yena lie about the one Yena be, then crack your teeth about Yena history. So I try to, Make sure, that especially the young people, understand who they are and whose they are. And I encourage them when they do poetry or they do music to actually include their Gullah culture in it as an edutainment. So it's so many things that we do. And sometimes we have to switch hats, you know. 
but I do mentor a lot of young people and I do, um, I had the program, I have a program called Tech Up Step Up where and we um, bring in the elders and they talk about the Gullah Geechee history, tradition and food ways. And the young people come in and do videos or help the, uh, the elders with, uh, with their phones if they can't use it. They do the technology. Right. I'm happy you brought up the 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 younger generation and the helping of technology, because one of the what I believe is the false narrative that we've been getting is that there's a disconnect and a, a separation of the generations. Right. But I really don't even have to ask because you just made it clear that that is not true. I, I would like to ask with as they say in the sanctified church, worldly, um, worldly things that are always uh, infiltrating. How are the youth are uh, receiving the, 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 this information of their roots? I'm glad you asked that because right now it it's on fire. They are really um, excited about it. They're they're not ashamed of their, the way they speak. Matter of fact, they're really proud of it. Um, they're making um, all kinds of moves. They got all kinds of products, you know. And um, it's just it's just amazing. And I say in a in a, in a decade, how things have changed and how they are really gravitating toward um, you know their Gullah Geechee culture and using it to make sure people know who they are, but also being economically stronger so that they can help their parents with the taxes and help, you know, help themselves go to school. So it's it's just really, really, I'm so happy. I feel like part of the mission that I was put here to do is being done. There's still a lot more work to do because this is all, that was only in 20, uh, 2000, and this is 21. So we did a lot in those many years. And Queen Quet, I must give her the credit. She has really done a powerful job because she also works, we work with the environment. So we have environmental things that we uh, try to help with, try to make people aware that we need to take care of that. Well, I hope I'm not was, talking too much. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Uh, people need to know this, and I, I wanted to talk about that because I, I, I was introduced to your 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 nation and 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 organization through Facebook. Oh and yeah, I, there, there so many images of the farming of the DJing. Uh, well, let's talk about the farming first. Okay. And and. You did mention that that was part of what you guys do, but I, I, there's a, it looks like a active, um, uh, active uh, way to make sure that we we continue not only being self sufficient, but one with our land as we once were. Please talk us talk to us about this. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, it's it's very. I'm glad you asked. Um, Queen Quet, those have a farm. They have a uh, a garden that. Is is that every year her mom fixes okra soup and give it to the community. Mm. So we still do those things. We still take what we got and share it with the community. So there, you know, there are a lot of us in um all over the Gullah Geechee Nation. And there are some young people that have taken up that torch. There's one farm here in Charleston called uh, Future 
the future farm. And she does the same thing. Her food is very, very inexpensive so the community can be fed. Um, and also we're in the process of putting a garden at what we call, I call Unitarian House. And it's a house that uh, we got and we are trying to renovate it so that we can use it for the community. We have community centers in the community, but we need something that was geared toward directly toward Gullah Geechee. So this house will be geared directly toward teaching, farming, um, technology, so all those food, food ways. So uh, I think it's February 27th, we're getting ready to have a young man named King D Divine. And he has a farm up in Neesmith, South Carolina, where he has grapes and all that. And um, he's going to come and do a spice farm mm. for here. Because I figure, you know, with the fruits and stuff and all the vegetables, there's a lot of that going on. But I wanted to do more stuff with just spice and herbs because we are getting people are getting more into teas because that's a healthier lifestyle. That is correct. Um, yeah. So what are some of the misconceptions black, white and everyone in between have about the Gullah Geechee people? Well, I can't speak for them, but, you know, from what I have seen, uh, there has been, you know, there hasn't been a lot of pushback because people realize that we are only doing our culture. Everybody else is doing theirs, so we're doing ours. Um, and matter of fact, we've had some people that was very happy to see us doing our culture because it's being able to maintain it and helping the young people understand that you don't have to go out there and, you know, um, do anything that's not that's detriment to you. You can use your culture to make some things, make some changes. Um, some people still have some people who are like, no, I'm not Gullah Geechee, but that's on them. You know, um, it's it's a personal thing. And again, like Brother Hadith used to say, it's a spiritual thing. Some will understand, some will want to do it, and some will say, no, that's not me. Well, we don't we don't try to make people do something that we feel is right. We want them to feel it. It has to be a feelings, you know. So um, we still have some pushbacks from some people, but it's not as prevalent, um, I would say, as 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 long time ago, you know. Right. Um now, yeah, it's so so that's kind of like what it is. I, I, and I don't even focus on it. I stay right. in my lane right. and I do my thing and I let my work speak for me. And right. Queen Credit's the same way. Right. So, you know, speaking of a long time ago, the first uh, person to document black spirituals was the Honorable Charlotte Fortin Grimke. That's why I always bring her up because she, oh. she uh, got me really... Uh, I was I always knew of Gullah, but she got me really uh, looking into it because the first time she heard this particular style of black spirituals come from Sea Island and St. Helena Island. She's the first one to record it. Um, your, your song tradition in regards to spiritual and spirituality. Could you talk to us about that? Do you guys still sing and celebrate the same way? That, yes, we still do. Um, there's, you know, Charleston is a, have a lot of different religious um, entities here. So everybody do a little different. 
but we do still have, if you go to a church um, in Charleston and it's like a Methodist or Baptist or spiritual, you will hear something like this. Because we still do that. We call it the gullah clap, you know. So a lot of that has been retained from Africa, from the priest's house, you know. And we still, you still have that going on. So you still have people, um, we have the Macintosh um, shouters. And these are shouters that do that circular shout. And that's still being done today, you know. Um, so some of those traditional things are still happening. Uh, some of them because people do it as presentation, but some of them we still do in the churches also. But if you go just about any church in Charleston, and if you hear that clap, you know that you you are in the Gullah Geechee Nation because that's still that's still very prevalent today. And it's as a yes, it's like a polyrhythm. It's like polyrhythm, right, and I know yes. you're a musician, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Uh, are you familiar with Bessie Jones and the Sea Island Singers? I remember long time. Yes, long that. That's yes. I, I'm familiar a little bit. That's probably okay. up here somewhere. Yeah, I, I bring I bring that up for the audience to who who know of her and, and may not know the name of it because they did a lot of the the the, the circular dancing ring shouts. To, right. as a presentation right, right. okay no because that's um the music and well at least the songs do you guys um sing any of the uh i can't i don't want to say original but the traditional songs of the 16 17 to 1800s do you guys still sing any of these songs together yeah yeah we sing it especially um like i said queen quet does a lot of presentations so mm -hmm. she includes that in her presentation. And we still sing, you know, Michael Road, Motorboat, you know, Hallelujah. That's a that's a Gullah song. Um, we still sing that. And, you know, on um, New Year's Eve, you know, we sang some of those songs uh, the day before um, New Year's Day. And so, yeah, we still do some of those. Now. You mentioned on a couple of occasions because I asked different questions that were that kind of warranted about the 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 uh denomination right uh-huh now we we have Gullah Geechee that's Christian Baptist Pentecostal but we also have this connection direct connection to Africa and the West Indies and things of this nature and even I would imagine the the deltas of the Americas is there any African spirituality, hoodoo, and things of this that is part of the traditions as well? Of course it is, yes. <laughs> That's all I say, yes. Definitely, yeah. We still have our cultural norms and religious beliefs, but um, I don't discuss that a lot, you know. I just... Understood. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, it's kind of sacred to me. Right, right. <laughs> this is good. I'm happy you said that because uh, if if you will express the importance of things being sacred and then things being able to be actually shared with the public for understanding, could you talk into that, please? Yeah, I, I am a believer is that those things that are sacred are sacred. They aren't supposed to be discussed you know, I think um, because that is not what makes me want to um, 
to be who I am. I, I mean, certain, those some some of those things make me want to stay. You know, want me to want me to be. You know, hey, this is sacred. It's like you know, I, I don't want this out there like that. If somebody wants to find out about it, they need to come and and become a part of the community. So it's a community asset. You know, and um, I don't share it. I mean, but, you know, we have spiritualists and we have people who are who um, do things that are spiritual. Um, but like I say, for me, it's very sacred. And a lot of times, you know, Gullah Geechis are very particular about what they say and how they say it, because your word is your bond. And, you know, um, what you say, that's that's what you become. So you have to be very careful you know, what you're saying and make sure it's correct because it's a spiritual thing. Correct. <laughs> I can say so. that. <laughs> I, I, I know exactly what you're saying and I, I, I believe that as well. I, I would like to ask you based on what you just said, um, do you think a lot of the many of our cultures and tribes have been infiltrated or, or prisons of war because those sacred things were revealed to those who were not within. That could be because, you know, people don't, um, don't understand the value of those belief systems. You know, they don't appreciate it like we would are, I would appreciate it. And they may use it to do something that's not very good, you know? So you, when you start playing with the spirits, you got to be very careful. You got to make sure that that's your calling and it may not be your calling, you see? So that that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. So you have to be so careful. Um, You know, people are doing different things these days, but Hey, I don't know, you know, the proof is in the pudding sometime, you know, you did something <laughs> and uh, okay, you know. <laughs> now, um, recently, if I'm not mistaken, a song, the Gullah Geechee's won the rights of a song that comes out of their community, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember what that it, song was? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I think it's um, come by. Yeah, I'm not sure. I believe that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, How big of a win was that? You know, I mean, well, besides it being a big win, how did it feel to the uh, nation, the culture, the tradition, and the people that all of this comes from to be recognized as one of the most used songs in the last hundred or so years that it actually comes from your people how does that feel it feels good again it's you know it's progress and it's letting people know and when you recognize people they have a tendency to be even more uh proud of themselves so that recognition brings a, a i didn't want to use the word proud but yes it brings people it makes people know that you are valuable everybody wants to be recognized everybody wants to be valued and so with that comes, you know, the value of the people. So you have more and it, it builds an asset in that person that, hey, you know, this is what happened. And this is why. And because we go and this and that, you know, um, like I said, we have the highest retention of African tradition in America. That's a very important thing. That's a very valuable thing. You know, well, yeah, that uh, means we have. No, no, keep going. I was just going to say that to my understanding. Yeah, that means we have a strong will and we're self-determined. 
Right, because if if I'm not mistaken, I've I've heard and read in many places that this is what you just said, but it was just worded different. That the the the, the most uh, um, direct reflected culture from Africa is in the Gullah community. You know, right. where everyone else has been um, assimilated. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, that's 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 t- as I would like to say, tough city. <laughs> okay. So, um, in the future, what what what? I think it might be arrogant to ask, "What is your prediction?" So let let me reword this. Uh, what would you like? for the, the people who are unaware but want to know more about the culture and, and the community and the people, where, 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 what would you like in the future for, for, for the relationship to be? I'd like to, um, I have a nonprofit organization called the Gullah Geechee Angel Network, and I'd like to see more people connect to the Gullah Geechee culture and understand that we are the blueprint for everybody. Um, and I would like to see the diaspora connect more to, you know, um, Africa, the Caribbean. Also, we have people in Europe that are of African descent. So I'd like to see more people come together and recognize that and also to support it. Because even though we have done this with what we have, we still can use more support. A lot of times we think we have to support other people out of other out of other places, but we have a culture here that needs help too. So I would like to see that happen. And also I'd like to see more of the young people get involved and understand because we have a lot of young people who um, parents migrated north and they don't even recognize, they don't even know anything about their culture until they come home maybe for a family reunion. So I'd like to see a platform where more people are becoming more connected to their families in the South, in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Now, everybody don't have to come here, <laughs> but at least you can support it. And, you know, Queen Quet has a um, land and legacy um, Facebook account that you can donate to. Um, and that's that helps us to help people. We actually they, they have a, we have an organization, Queen Quet, and a couple of other people have actually paid taxes for those people who were not able to pay their taxes. Because if you don't pay your taxes, you lose, you lose your land and it's still right. very valuable land. So we've been able to do that. So the support, financial support, you know, um, would be very important. And also to continue to to um, let people know that we are here, that we've been here, and we ain't a going no way. You know, I, I have to ask you based on the tax statement, because that, that's been the unscrupulous business they've been doing with our people since, you know, I don't want to get into that too much in a negative way, but how much of that are you guys fighting now? And are there land lands that uh go back to one of your peoples that other occupants have. And are you dealing with that as well? Yeah, we're dealing with that as well. We deal with land issues a lot, Um, but we have a lot of workshops on them too, because 
one thing, you know, for people not to be able to pay the taxes, but there's another thing for the children to leave home, go to New York and don't send any money back for the taxes. So we're educating people on, on all sides because there's more, it's a lot of dynamics to the land situation, you know. Um, and a lot of times when you have family members that are not part of the Gullah Geechee Nation or are not living here, they don't understand the value of it. So they don't care, they like sell it. Mm. You know, and so that has been an issue. We are trying to let people know, especially our people, that your land is your ancestors' blood, sweat and tears. So you need to hold on to it and you need to do the best you can, if you can, to make sure that you have some because that's where your generational wealth comes in at. That's right. We still have the land, you see. No, that's 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 beautiful. Be, uh because you know, I, I've come across a lot of uh, instances where those who've moved away, and then a um, couple of generations later, you know, when their grandparent or great grandparent passes on, and they really just don't have the 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 wherewithal or care. Um, do you reconnect people? To, to these lands. So if, if, if there's a land that you find that someone's on it, but it actually belongs to someone else and they got that land through taxes, uh, through the offices, but it really necessarily doesn't belong to them. Do you guys work to try to give it back to the original roots of the people that the land was? Do you do that kind well, of Well, we have, yes, we, I had a situation like that at my family. Yeah. We, we actually have worked with people to do that. And I had a situation where somebody had became a squatter um, on my aunt's land and they actually had to fight this person to get him off because he just decided that he was going to keep it. It was some very, it's some very, very prime land on, on the Edisto beach. So, um, but they did. um, And this has not been recently. This has been because my aunt, she, that was like maybe in the 80s that wow. they had to fight to get it, but they did get it back. But we have lawyers who do that. Uh, Mr. Willie Haywood, he's one of our lawyers that works with the people about land. And we have some Ayers property um, shops, I mean, uh, organizations that work with people to make sure that they can get you know their land back. And that's part of the tax delinquent tax thing. That's how you get the land because, you know, you can buy that tax you can buy the land and you can hold it for a year and a day after a year and a day. If nobody come and reclaim it, then it's yours. So that's mm. how we lost a lot of land. But so you have to pay that tax before that year and a day happens. And in some parts of um, the Gullah Geechee Nation, they're actually now d- dividing the taxes up. You don't have to pay all one time. That's going to help people to keep their land. So you can pay part in six months and I think another part in another six months. Wow, you guys are doing so much great work. Um, we got to do this again. <laughs> is, is there one last thing that you would like to share with the people? Yeah, I would like to say thank you very much um, for inviting me. And um, also remember that everything we do has some consequences to it. So do the best. Be the best that you can be. Um, understand we got everything we need within us. Don't let nobody tell you we don't have it. We have much more a- assets than we can imagine. And access. Utilize those access assets 
to make something happen in your community because that's what time it is. We have to plan our own gardens. A nation needs to feed, be able to feed its, its people. So we have to make sure that we have those things for our children, especially build some generational wealth, build some generational wealth. And that's, you can do that by just starting a little, little uh, program on Facebook. You can do it that way. Do what we're doing here. You know, just make sure that we are taking the money that we are getting and utilizing. It's not what you get. It's how you use what you get. So I would like to say, and, you know, and I also want to say I, I thank you for being the, the carrier for this type of uh, show because, you know, many are called, but few answer. So I'm glad that you answer your calling. And um, peace and blessing. I love y'all. You can uh, see, uh, talk to me on uh, Elder Carly Town on the Facebook um, at the Elder Carly Town. And you can go to the website with the Gullah Geechee Angel Network. You can also go to queenquet.com if you would like for Queen Quet to come out and make presentations. I don't know if she's coming out now, but, you know, we'll do it on Zoom. Um, and also the same thing with me. Um, you can reach out to me. Anything I can do to help in the diaspora, anybody, I'll be glad to help. Um, we have the Unitarian House will be up and running in, a, in about another year. So you would be invited to come and spend some time in the community and know thyself. Key words from the elder. We thank her. We hope that you guys go to her website and Facebook page. Go to the Gullah Geechee uh, Facebook page. Are you guys on Instagram and Twitter, by the way? I, I'm quite sure Queen is. I'm I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Queen Quet is. I'm okay. not. We'll, we'll get there, guys. Not only support, learn, because this could be your roots, right? Yes. Again. That's right. Yet again, the African American folklore signing out. We will get with y'all later. <laughs>